Welcome back. Uh, the 10th of October, rural Queensland today with Ben Dobbin. Nationals leader David Littleproud. And yesterday they went all guns drawn um, and the headlines read, and rightly so, uh, Murray Watt, a Gold Coast lawyer with no interest in agriculture. They were the words from David Littleproud as he unloaded on Murray Watt after the National Farmers Federation survey found more than half of the farmers had lost faith in the Albanese government. Now, Ag Minister Murray Watt hit back saying Little Proud had been reduced to personal attacks because he was struggling for relevance and had been repeatedly rolled at Cabinet table by his Liberal masters, pointing to the failed policies such as the container levy and Ag visa. The Ag Visa is no two ways about it a controversial one. Now, the National Farmers Federation have collected a survey and the information of 1,600 landholders across Australia and across the nation stated that more than 54.3% found the government's policies harming the industry. Well, I'm surprised it's only that much. So 1,600 landowners... More than 54.3% had lost faith in the government because they believe the government's policies are harming the industry. Now, farmers felt threatened by live sheep export phase-out. Well, we know that. We've spoken to Mark Harvey Sutton on many occasions about this debacle, and that is something that is we're all very concerned about. The levies to fund the nation's biosecurity systems... Well, we need to spend more money on that, I don't know. But the water licence buyback um, around the Murray-Darling Basin Plan and the uncertainty around the environment and cultural heritage laws, these are the big issues. Then you want to talk about a falling commodity price and the scare tactics that are coming around the weather. Little Proud said the Labor did not see long-term pathways to power in regional Australia meaning agriculture was not a sought-after portfolio within the Labor government. Instead, it was seen as a stepping stone which the left of the sector vulnerable and very much short-sighted. Well, that's true. Never has it been a major seat and never has it been a sought-after portfolio. It was a last-minute and at different stages, even in here in Queensland, we've had no Ag Minister at times. Survey is indicative of the lawyer from the Gold Coast with no interest in agriculture, David Littleproud said. And this is what happens when agriculture, the Ag Minister, is a junior minister in Cabinet and not standing up to the ideology of the Labor machine. Unless you've got the courage, conviction and knowledge, it's inevitable the ideology will roll over the minister and the practical reality won't be able to be explained at Cabinet. Watt instead said it was Little Proud who had failed to stand up to his Liberal masters during the nine years of government. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true, particularly from someone who was known to have a dreadful relationship with stakeholders when he was a minister and got repeatedly rolled at the cabinet table by his Liberal masters. Whether it was he on the failed ag visa, the container levy, or severe damage done to the relationship with our biggest trading partners in China. What stood by his government agricultural record, but acknowledged there was certainly more to be done. 
we've made great progress on key issues like biosecurity and trade in a short time, and we've been in power, and it's reflected in the NFF survey. Little Proud said that although the government had made a good show of playing nice and listening to farmers, their actions speak louder than words. Look at what they've done. Banning live sheep, water buybacks, fresh food tax, and a full-on frontal assault on agriculture. Well, I can't disagree with David Littleproud on some of the things that he said, but I also need to acknowledge that we've been in some poor predicaments in the past under Liberal governments as well. And David Littleproud is the leader of the National Party, and to be fair with you, has done a very good job. The water buyback fiasco and the live sheep export phase-out is disgusting. We know that our biosecurity, we talked with John Wharton yesterday, we've got issues everywhere. But for some unknown reason, um, the Labor government in, in no way want to own any of this. That's the concern to me. The concern is the complete lack of understanding of what is actually going on day to day. So then we have to deal with this circus, which we call the Labor government, in Queensland. And if I have to hear about the scare tactering, which is destroying our ag industry, I, again, I am going to scream. Seven months. Dire warning for millions of Aussies over severe weather. Adelaide Lang wrote this piece on the Newswire. The Courier-Mail picked it up and it's embarrassing and it should never, ever have been written. Australians are being urged to brace for seven months of severe weather after the Bureau of Meteorology released a dire, long-range forecast. But there is one silver lining for Queenslanders. Seriously? Australians are being urged to prepare for seven months of severe weather and the grim long-term forecast. Do they have any idea about the mental health of the agricultural industry when they put this crap out? Severe weather can occur at any time of the year, the National Weather Agency has warned. Extreme conditions are most likely to occur between October and April. Well, that's summer, that's storm season, that's normally what happens. The coming months will be an increased risk of heat waves and bushfires due to the El Nino and positive Indian Ocean climate conditions. This is seriously what's written in the paper. The climate drivers typically result in lower rainfalls and higher temperatures and the phenomenon is strengthened when this occurs. Senior meteorologist, all right, Sarah Scully said the forecast showed a high chance mostly of the country would experience unusually warm temperatures until at least February. Daytime and nighttime temperatures will increase. Summer, so yeah, much of the eastern and southern Australia will be at risk of increased bushfires due to high temperatures, reduced rainfall and fuel load. Okay. Now, this will be dangerous and destructive. Grass growth over the last couple of years has caused this. The bushfire season is worrying already. Dangerous fires have been reported in every jurisdiction. However, there's a silver lining, including Queenslanders. According to the Bureau, 
the El Nino and the positive Indian Ocean event will result in an 80% chance of fewer tropical cyclones. During the El Nino, the number of tropical cyclones in the Australia region is often below average. I mean, seriously. Seriously. We've got to deal with this. As a farming and agricultural industry, we've got to deal with this crap getting written and thrown out the paper. And I know what you're going through at the moment. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing that the government can allow the Bureau of Meteorology to be so irresponsible. Yes, it's dry. Yes, there's an El Nino. But this scaremongering seven months of weather chaos that was written in the Courier-Mail this morning is sickening. And it's got to stop. It has to stop. We cannot continue to go down this road with this kind of stuff because it's playing on people's mental health. And I'm sick of it. Take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today. You're with Ben Dobbin. It's the 10th of October across the Resonate Broadcast Network.